What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're recapping the divisional round of the playoffs. And as always, go down, like, and subscribe. Drop your comment of your best bet you had, something you want to talk shit about. If your team is still kicking, let us know in the comments. Sorry, Christina. But uh, these uh, are your hosts. I'm Paul Pickle, when I'm Concha, and I'm joined with... Hey, man, what's up, you dirty bitches? It's your boy, Kev. Water boy, she boy, a.k.a. the Dom Peabody, a.k.a. that motherfucker on your screen. And uh, we got to talk this division around. I mean... You went four and zero, right? I went three and one, correct? Uh, on on the on uh, what what exactly? On the on the records this week? Oh no, on our records we both went four and one. We uh, oh no, we both went three and one. Your uh, my miss was the Jags. Your miss was the Bills. Oh, you really picked the Jags? You dangerous. But um, but hey man, it was a good. It was a good. It was a good week. Yeah, so now we're we're still tied. We're still sitting at what eight and two apiece. It's still anybody's ball game. We may have to start making some special little picks to make shit exciting because I don't want to end in a tie. Oh god. I swear we always be close and then something happens. That's true. But then on the on my betting side, everyone has been telling me, bro, we've been killing it. Uh five and one on the props, sitting at eleven and two in the playoff props right now. Kelsey over six and a half. Damn near broke the record. Kelsey over 81 and a half receiving yards. Uh, never in doubt. AJ Brown under 74 and a half. Not even close. Boy was got locked up. Devontae Smith over 64 and a half. I missed, but that's three yards off. I feel like if that game was competitive, I probably would have hit. Dak anytime interception. Cash it early. CMC touchdown. Took a while, but we cashed that. And of course, my big bets, the plus 350 odds, Giants to be the lowest scoring and Eagles to be highest scoring. At halftime, bro, it was 28 0. And I was sitting there like, I try to tell people this was a fucking a, a no no brainer. Yeah. Uh, oh, and of course, the teaser 2 0 on my teasers Eagles minus one and a half, Bengals plus 11 and a half. Well, uh, that hit can now move me to 2 0. But yeah, like money making side, our picks are been rolling. Kev, like we might be a playoff podcast. All right. That's what I'm doing. We a playoff podcast. I love to see it, man. Uh, but that, but this, oh, did you jump on it, Kev. I would say, but this week was interesting. I feel like this week was a really good week. Um, like I feel like it wasn't like a spectacular last week. We didn't see any crazy lit games, but it's just a week of genuine good football. Like if you wanted to watch football and like really just sit down and just like chillax, this was the best week to do it. Like every game, kind every game was kind of not intention. Like everything you expect in each game happened, so it was just like wow. What was your biggest surprise of this weekend? Biggest surprise of this weekend? I can't even say I was really surprised by anything because, I I mean, like I said, 4-0 and in all my spread picks. I picked every spread correctly. I had a feeling the games would be close. That would be close. Games that wouldn't be close, I thought would, be, would not be close. The only thing that really I kind of say that I was wrong on all my predictions was I thought 49ers-Cowboys was going to be a, a, a higher-scoring game. I took the over at 46. I thought it was going to be a sleepy game where both offenses look like they're cooking. But people were right. Their defenses were legit, and they all game, that's all you saw. Nah, that I, I think the biggest surprise for me is between the Cowboys' defense, because the Cowboys' defense looked awesome. Or, like, the, the, the Bills' offense put up. I feel like 
that team, that team did not look like the playoff team, my Super Bowl expected team. You remember them last year in the divisional round? That's when they were at their peak. A lot of people played their best games in the divisional round last year, but this year, I don't know, man. I felt like Joe Burrow was cook, not only cooking their stupid ass, but just Josh Allen had nothing to do about it. But did you see the the pregame video that the Bengals dropped? Whenever it wasn't a video, it was just a clip of Joe Burrow warming up, throwing a a, a route to Jamar Chase on the sideline. It's snowing, of course. Jamar Chase is running like a as a, a fly route. Dead ass. This is all you see from Joe Burrow, and the camera angle was spectacular. It was like right behind him, and all you see is his ass. This is like like I'm gonna recreate the angle. Like the angle's like this. Takes the ball. He just. Doesn't even look at it, bro. And does the full ass spin. And just does that. And then all of a sudden, you see the ball drop in the basket of Jamar Chase, like 50 yards down the field. I was like, that motherfucker don't look phased to me. That motherfucker yeah. look good. Is Joe Burrow the baddest motherfucker in the league right now? I'm not going to lie to you. I thought he had the biggest cojones. But he just might be the baddest motherfucker in the league. And the only reason why he's not the baddest motherfucker on the planet because UFC got some badass motherfuckers. Like, I'm just saying. I mean, and he has the coldest nickname, Joe Burr, Joe Shiesty. I think that's the one he said was his favorite. Yeah, so, like, he, he probably is. And just the way – to be the baddest motherfucker in the league, you also got to carry yourself like the baddest motherfucker in the league. And, it, I mean, he's doing that to a fucking team. The motherfucker said he don't go outside. He be watching film. I had to talk about Joe Burrow with a a, a person, uh, a customer of mine who was Ohio State fan, and he said he was upset that Ohio State let him walk and he went to LSU. And I literally, I remember watching his first two years at LSU, mediocre, and eh, there's a normal college QB. I remember watching the first game of that year. I don't watch college football that often, but I was starting to bet on. It. So I watched the first game, LSU versus somebody, and I remember the commentator saying like, Joe Burrow. They say all off season this year for college. He just locked himself in the film room and just studied and just and then he goes on that crazy Heisman record setting performances. And ever since then, I've always just been saying like, hey, he has the work ethic. Like, like, like the, the, everything that those commentators were saying week one was true. This man went from eh, not even getting drafted to like in your face. I'm number one pick and I'm probably top five QB already in the league. You bitch ass motherfuckers. And he said that way before anybody knew he was. And his, his, his picture for the draft day, or after he won the national championship, they, or before he won the national championship, they said, do, do you see, uh, there's a picture of him when he was a kid. He was like, how do you feel about that? He was like, you see that kid right there? Does he look like a loser? That looks Ooh. like a winner to me. And then he won the national championship. I'm telling you, right, the, 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 the swag he got. Joe Burrow's the coldest man. I'm not going to lie to you. And it's interesting. What game do you want to talk first, though? Well, let's jump into Saturday. To me, the most interesting game of the week was the Chiefs and Jaguars started off the uh, weekend. Chiefs won 27-20, but Patrick Mahomes gets hurt. Chad Henney comes in, doesn't bat at night, like 90-something yard drive. I was about to say, like, they did not give a fuck. And – I would say at that moment, as a person who picked the Jags, I also have Jags money line bet. I was saying they're like, "This is what ha- this is what I needed to happen." 
I don't wish uh, harm upon anybody, but I'm sitting here like this is what. But people are like, "Oh, you can't ever predict what that was gonna happen." I was like, "I predicted something would happen. I didn't know what it would be, but this is that something." And then the Jaguars really could have won it, but then in that last two drives where they they fumbled the ball on like the fucking three yard line of before scoring a touchdown. Okay, now you're thinking game's over, but no. They hold Jack uh, Patrick Mahomes to a three and out right there. They get the ball back, and then Trevor Lawrence throws the interception that kind of really sealed the game away. Mm. I ain't know the boys do like that before. I was watching UFC all Saturday. No, they they're they're coming back, and they were literally knocking on that door up until those two crucial turnovers, bro. Like on on the one on the three yard line, about to score a touchdown, and one beyond the fifty, like making your way down. Making my way downtown, throwing picks, fucking up my whole life. But that's crazy <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> that's crazy as fuck. So you're telling me Trevor Lawrence wasn't the golden boy tonight on Saturday? So I can't put it all on him, but the, the defense put them in a position where the game was not out of reach. Some people might be knocking this off. like, Oh, look, the Jaguars took care of business. Patrick Mahomes got hurt. Didn't matter. They, they still up. injured Mahomes, led him to victory. I mean, he did, but injured Mahomes was hobbling on one leg, making darts and shit after he came back in the game. But don't act like the Jags are really out. I know they made their final push in the fourth quarter, but this is the playoffs. Like, the, the Chiefs are kind of falling asleep at the wheel, I felt like, as the Jags are kind of almost there, right there, knocking on the door. Yeah, they didn't have a huge lead most of the game. The third quarter was 17-10. I think the Jags are in a perfect place. No one expected you to make the playoffs this year. You already did it. I, like a couple years ahead of time for a lot of people's schedule of you. And like, you just kind of battled with the number one team in the AFC. So and with a, with a coach that's going to be there for the next few years with talent, I'm talking about drafted talent, people already paid for the next five years to come. Like they're in a perfect spot to really do something. And motherfucking you got Calvin Ridley coming back next season. Oh man. Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Calvin Ridley and Evan Ingram right now. Travis Etienne said he's about to go put on – he's trying to put on, on only muscle this summer because he said there's some big boys in the league. And so. uh, Devin Lloyd, the rookie linebacker no, out of Utah that some people are giving some respect. I thought he was a great – I think he's a second-round pick. I loved him. And uh, I thought he was the best linebacker out of all of them. And, I mean, as a rookie, he looked like a, a legitimate guy. So, they really I, – I think on both sides – and Josh Allen, he's coming into his own. Like – a second round pick or a second pick? Second round. Okay. I believe he was the second or third, but he didn't go first. But a lot of people thought he had first round talent. So that's why when he fell to the second, I was like, oh, that's a great pickup by the Jack. You did call that. You did a Donna draft pick. No, 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 I'm lying. Then on a next game, NFC divisional playoffs, we had the Eagles just absolutely run a muck on the Giants in Lincoln Financial Stadium. Damn, Kev, it's like that. Right, they got all up in that motherfucking ass. But my question to you is, how did the Eagles blow their ass out like that and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith didn't really eat? See, that that's the thing. They, they ate early. So, no, A.J. Brown didn't really eat at all. I would say, like, he, he wasn't hungry. He just kind of, he's like, I'll just take some water. Then, uh, the, 
Yeah, well, I'm not really that hungry today. But but Kenneth, it was all the run game. 44 carries for 268 yards. Wow. Kenneth Gainwell, 112 on 12 carries. Miles Sanders, 90 on 17. Hurts, 34 on 9 with a touchdown. Boston Scott scoring a touchdown and 32 yards on 6 carries. Like, they could run the ball any way they wanted to with anybody they wanted to this game. Whoa, that's scary. So this Eagles team really is going to just be running all over motherfuckers. And the Giants were nowhere to be found all game. They pretty much just took it raw. Daniel Jones, 135, one interception. Yikes. Fights. That, that's the vast difference I tried to point out to people between the Vikings defense and this Eagles defense. Where did Mr. 300 yards go? Where was – get that guy to, for the fucking extension he deserves. Where did that crowd go? He chilling with Joe Judge on the couch. Yeah, and then Shaquan, who knows if he'll be there next year. They offered him $12 million to extend him. He declined it. He did – which is kind of odd because he also said he doesn't want to – he knows he's been hurt for two years. I don't plan on looking to break the, uh, break the market with a new contract type deal. And then he declined the twelve million dollar offer, which is just like two million less than CMC's like fourteen or fifteen million. So it's not like he would have got good money still. So like I'm, I'm just kind of shocked. I don't know a lot of people. He's betting odds favorite is to land in Miami right now. I'm not saying I want him or anything. I'm just telling you the news. He'd be nice in Miami, especially since we gotta build an old line first. Build that shit first. All right, so y'all boy, because y'all boys need a running back for real. For, I mean, y'all got some decent hitters, but like. Imagine somebody that you could just put on the center. For not put on the center, just get put on the one, center. We can see. Put him at a single back. Put him at the single. No, not definitely not busy. But put him at the single back by himself back there. Just take that bitch. First down. Imagine the boys having. Imagine imagine safety's having to step up against y'all because you guys have a decent a decent running back. That'd be terrible. Tyreek and Jalen Water eat all day. I will find it hilarious. This was the leading receivers for – so literally one person got seven catches for the Giants. Shaquan got two, and then the rest got one. Wow. So Richie had seven – Richie James, seven for 51. He's been kind of coming of his own. I think he's a rookie, late-round pick, kind of in the best situation for a late-round rookie. Like he's kind of being number one now. He kind of is going to go into next year being number one again kind of. Then Shaquan, two for 21. Matt Breida, backup running back, one for 19. Then there's some people I've never fucking heard of, bro. And I'd be deep in the NFL. <laughs> Marcus Johnson, one catch for 17 yards. Lawrence Cager, one catch for 16 yards. I know the people after that, Darius Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins. But who the fuck is Lawrence Cager and Marcus Johnson? I don't like it. That's who Daniel Jones was throwing it to. So I will say, I think Kenny Galladay is going to get the boot. He will be a cap hit, and maybe they could go get somebody because I think that's the one thing that really is holding them back. Nah, dead ass. I mean, they definitely if they could get some weapons to Daniel Jones, he could definitely make something shake because their O line isn't bad. And but I think this, I think this Giants team is just coached really well. I think one thing that nobody's going to. Even though Brian Dayball probably is going to win the Army Coach of the Year, but the fact that he took this team from what they were last year to this year, you got nothing but respect for the season that the Giants had. No, facts. That's true. I'm wearing my respect shirt. <laughs> then let's get into Sunday, where the Bills at home 
only put up 10 points for Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty, Joe Burr himself puts up 27, and they kind of just easily route the Bills here. That's all I didn't throw no picks either, did he? No, he did not throw. He did. Uh, there was one that was got tipped up and was up in the air for a long time, and I was sitting there like, there it is. There it is. <laughs> But that one didn't get caught. But yeah, he did not throw a pick. But he did only put a what? Oh, he kind of ended. I swear it was like third quarter. He only had like 150 yards. But he ended right. the game with 265. Oh, I, I was wrong. An interception. He did end with an interception. It was probably late. Probably stupid late. But um, my thing about this game was, first off, what the fuck? This team only had like eight eight yards in the first quarter. Like, Joe Joe Burrow like started off the game nine for nine and two touchdowns. two touchdowns. I want to say he had two touchdowns. Or it was like two touch. No, it was two touchdowns. It was two. Almost, yeah, they had fourteen in the first. And then, and then when I come to find out that this Bengals defense hasn't given up a first quarter touchdown in like the last eleven games or some crazy shit like that, and I was just like, oh. So if you're just gonna keep Joe Burrow just fucking him up nine for nine, not fearing this defense even slightly. Picking them apart. You in zone, too bad. You a man, oh, think that's free money. Jamar Chase looking like a dog. Jamar Chase, motherfucking. We're not even going to talk about that catch yet. On um, we're not even going to talk about that catch. That catch in the end zone. But um, this Bengals team just literally picked apart this entire Bills offense. This this entire Bills team, inch by inch. There was nothing this Bills team could do against the Bengals. It really looked like. The Bengals versus the old Jaguars, in my opinion. Like, this shit was crazy. And it was in the snow, and it was in Buffalo. And there, you couldn't even blame it on – you couldn't even say this bad officiating, like, when it came to the Bills. Like, I feel like it was a very – this is probably the fairest officiated game I've seen all year. So, I'm just like, wow. No outrageous this- calls, no bad turnover call, no nothing that you could be like, oh, that costed us. Even the first downs, I feel like they hit every first down because there was um, – because there was a couple, um, there was a quarterback sneak that got stopped. Or there was, um, I can't remember if it was a quarterback sneak or um, a run at the one. I was like, yo, that's not a first. They didn't give it to him. Every Josh, like, they was, the refs were on their shit this game, which didn't make no sense because it was snowing. But this Bengals team is a fucking issue, and they have nothing. And I was talking down on the five, like, on Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tom, Tyler Boy, Hayden Hurst. Um, Joe Mixon. I was talking down on the skill players. Like I look stupid as fuck right now. I was like, I understand they got all that. Bill's gonna figure something out. Cap, motherfucking Jamar Chase is so nasty after that first touchdown. These man took a this man took a curl in and and Hayden Hurst went up and um, went up, and you seeing the safety and two corners bust down to this man Jamar Chase, and I was like, wow. Hayden Hurst open touchdown Gone, just, by himself. I'm like, well, this is only the first quarter, y'all boys. This game is not going to be good. It, what's it called? Josh Allen's had my dog, Stephon Diggs, and a, and a um, fucking looking at the boys crazy. Like, what the fuck going on, man? Like, I left Kirk for this. But this shit, this game upset me to the fullest. But how did you feel about this motherfucker? It was a time coming, bro. I'm telling the Bills, my whole thing was they could not get pressure. They got some pressure on Skylar Thompson, but damn sure not enough pressure that they should have gotten whenever they played the Dolphins with an injured O-line and a rookie third-string quarterback. Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow is not a third-string rookie quarterback 
and he's already he's seen it worse O line, I believe, last year than what they that O line was winning the battle for most of the game. Like, no cap. You, I was like, bro, this so injuries just don't matter. And nobody's gonna get to Joe Burrow. All right, cool. Like I, I just that wasn't an issue. Their defense is playing the best ball all year. Josh Allen, they they just weren't able to do anything incredible. There was no Stephon Diggs deep shot. Like they tried. They damn sure Diggs. He got ten targets, only four catches for thirty five yards. Like there was that wasn't there. There it was literally the top three receivers: Dawson Knox, sixty five yards; Khalil Shakir, Shakur, the rookie, for forty yards. And Singletary for 38 yards. No Gabe Davis. No Stefan Diggs. No spectacular Josh Allen run play where he runs somebody over, gets 15. No, no runs. I mean, he got the um, touchdown where he scored the rushing touchdown and he almost fought um, somebody in the end zone. And I was like, yeah, dang, I that. Was, the Bills defense was the Bills team was gangster because they was burning down on but you wait for tough Josh Allen. Like, you but at the end of the day, this Bills team had their number. Like, they had them figured out in every single piece of the way. You didn't see Josh Allen go for a single break because he wasn't there. And Joe damn surprise. Joe Burrow could have put up 350 yards. He literally – they pulled the gas – like, figure – um, the foot off the gas, and they let Joe Mixon run the ball a lot more in that second half to kill the clock. And they were effective. 20 carries for 105 yards and a touchdown. They were winning the line of scrimmage. It was just – that Bills team, they, they did it all year. They played inconsistent as fuck. And I kind of stand on you will never win a Super Bowl if you play inconsistent because it means you maybe may not show up in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm writing that down. That's Paul's laws. To the Paul's laws. Of that, y'all follow them, bro. I don't make them. There's a voice in my head that tells me. Ah, I respect it. But with the poise that this Bengals team has, it's tough picking against them next week. But how did you feel about that? Um, the Jamar Chase um catch that got overturned in um in the end zone. Don't quote me on it, but I don't think it's a catch. But I was shocked because the Twitter poll went crazy. They had like two hundred votes, and these motherfuckers really thought it was a catch. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you gotta follow all the way through. That's rule number one. Like, don't get me wrong, I understand it was the end zone. So, like, the end zone is kind of rules are a little different. Like, once the ball is in the end zone, is there. But, like, be dead. yeah, the player's supposed to be dead. But that boy, but it's not like Milano, the Milano hit the rip at the perfect time. Like, he hit it before he put, before he could make a football move, before he put two. That's down. the key thing. Because in the end zone, where he caught it in the end zone, he couldn't make a football move when he caught it to, like, confirm he had full control over it. So, the play tech, I don't think the play dies until he lands on his ass because he still has to show a football move or the ball not move type thing. But the moment that ball started moving, you know, before a football move actually established him and he, uh, as he was going out, I thought, I was like, okay, he's out. Like, that shouldn't be a catch. I mean, yeah, it didn't matter anyway. They, uh, they settled for three and then just kept the fucking foot on the neck. At that point in the game, it was like, okay. All right, the Bills died. The Bills might die something. Okay, they might have figured it out. Motherfucking the, the the stadium is loud as fuck now. But like you said, that shit didn't mean bullshit. Uh, we'll see. Cause uh, you you yeah I said earlier how how they'll fare against the Chiefs. Opening lines: Bengals are three point underdogs against the Chiefs. Sitting here today, Bengals are one point favorites against the Chiefs. 
Chiefs is dogs, but it hurt Patrick Mahomes. And and Arrowhead. Oh my God. Damn. And then for our final game on Sunday, the 49ers at home taking care of the Dallas Cowboys to advance to the NFC title game. 19 to 12 here, Kev. It was very low scoring. We hit on that earlier. All defense. We hit on that. We gotta talk about those interceptions. Got to, because they on Dak ass. They on Dak ass. Oh my god. First one, so close in the motherfucking red zone with stupid short field. Like right through the pick on the like the 20. What the fuck is wrong with you, homie? Like, and the pick looked like it looked like it was the wide the receiver was stationary. I can't remember exactly what it was, possibly Noah Brown. But, Michael Gallup. Um, Michael Gallup. He was so stationary, and it looked like okay, Dak might have cooked it left for him to go make a play. The corner said, "Oh, this me, this me. Under, didn't even have to undercut it or nothing. He just made a football move and got that motherfucker, and he really showed y'all like." And I respect the um, Cowboys defense for holding that um, holding Brock Purdy and them boys to a field goal in that position, but like, bro, you can't do that. And the second, the second one was motherfucking. Which one? Was the second one the one that was crazy athletic with the one hand? No, the second one was it was over the middle and uh, they, they just cut it. Yeah, the second one. The first one was when Gallup went for it was supposed to be a curl route, but I guess he went too far up on the um left sideline. And that's when the corner it looked like the ball went straight to the corner. But I guess Gallup wasn't supposed to be where he was supposed to be, according to I think some people were pointing out. But um does Dead, both interceptions were dead in their chest. It wasn't a tip ball. It wasn't really like a deep shot down the middle, jump ball type opportunity. And they were both within the like 35. One was within the 25 yard line. Other one's like within the 30. Like, And the second one motherfucking hit two motherfuckers. It hit the first motherfucker in the chest and then bounced and it got tipped up and bounced in and um, that nigga, the um, linebacker's hands. And, uh, no one's going to point it out, but Cowboys defense put a phenomenal job. The CMC didn't make no real noise. Debo wasn't doing – Purdy wasn't doing – this is the worst game I think Purdy's played all all year so far. And they had the 49ers kind of – if they do not give up two short field possessions that lead into uh, six points off field goals, that kind of demoralizes your defense. That demoralizes everything going on. Like, it was just – those. it was just crucial. I really think – Dak, if he can't clean up his interception issue, which I don't think he will, he I don't personally want him on my team. I don't know how Cowboys fans – I know my dad hates him. He doesn't want him on the team. But there probably are some Cowboys fans out there that do love Dak, think he's the next great thing. But I'm like, he has the O-line. He has two – one really good running back and one good running back. One really great wide receiver. CD showed up. CD was catching fucking balls left and right. CD was he was a fucking dog. You know, fucking did you see the play over the top when um they caught the 49ers slipping so bad because Nick Bosa and um somebody else was on the sideline. So they said, fuck, we taking a shot. We got time. So motherfucker got that. CD has got it. CD has got hit and still adjusted to make the play. I was like, that's crazy. CD there. And a, a legit number one wide receiver, a good supporting cast of wide receivers, a great tight end whose contracts I think done this year, and a top three defense in my opinion. 
And you still, I, I'm not going to blame you because you lost to the 49ers. If you lost to the, uh, the fucking Giants or something, the Vikings, now I'm clowning you. You lost to the team that I think is going to win the Super Bowl. I think y'all had a good run, but if y'all need a quarterback that isn't going to make turnovers because you got everything else going for you right now at every single position. I respect it to the fullest, man. It's just like, but every year it's going to be the same thing. Like, there's, there's going to be some thing. It's not, they're not like the Saints. At least the Saints, they was getting killed by the refs when they were getting fucked up in the playoffs. Every year they, um, they just get fucked. They fuck themselves over. Yeah, I think they need to get a different – I think time for QB change. I think you get a, a, a Jimmy G to the Cowboys. No, nah, that would actually be straight, but I don't think the – well, yeah, Tony Pollard and Zeke do make a nice deal. Yeah, then you can but, still pay Dalton Schultz. You can still pay Tony Pollard, and you can pay other positions, I believe, because there's no way I'm paying Dak another $40 million to come back. Motherfucking facts. And think about how talented this coaching staff is, besides Mike McCarthy. Everybody else hey, motherfucking the special teams coordinator is the fucking littest motherfucker I've ever seen every fucking game oh special teams elite Tolbert took one back for like 50 yards Uh, if he wouldn't have made that dumbass cut up the middle he probably would have took it to the house which he's done plenty of times this year every single side of the ball and then Mike McCarthy said at the interview oh how do you feel about the last play that's whenever I made that you were like yeah put uh, I need a running back at center I was like no we we don't need Zeke. Oh, no, you need to run back under center. I was like, yeah, we don't need Zeke. Uh, but I understand. See, I don't know. My idea of that play is I'm guessing they hike it. Because if you watch the clip, watch it again. Dak throws it, and he takes off immediately. Like, he looks like he's taking off. I don't I don't see the full – I just see the clip where he throws it and it follows the ball. But he looks like he's taking off. And my thing is I think he's supposed to catch it. And then two, and then maybe pitch it to somebody who's going that way with the two linemen blocking for him because there's the linemen with a wide receiver, and then you just kind of have your linemen already blocking for your like your like down the field like a deep screen type shit. And you only have like a few blockers on that side, and then kind and then Dax right behind him maybe pitch it to him if they cut the other way they have. I think that's what, but. He got blown the fuck up as soon as he got immediately. That shit was dead in the water. Like if I, that's my only thing I can excuse that play. Maybe he's supposed to catch it and do a quick pitch to for the blockers on the side to get out in front. I think that analysis is awesome, but I don't know, man. Motherfucking Mike McCarthy got to the. He said the play was not supposed to go like that. That's not how the play was, and I was like, oh fuck, damn. The coach said that. My other idea, wait, just how they line up. I think it's supposed to maybe be a screen. Like immediate screen for the like for those because why else would you have your lineman and have your wide receiver behind the lineman on the line like he's probably was I don't know that was one of the this is back to back years remember last year the Cowboys running Dak runs the ball like twenty yards into the clock and the clock kicks zero and they lose the game in the playoffs oh that that did happen in the playoffs last year the end of season this is back-to-back years of like terrible last game um, game call gameplay calling and time management all that stuff i don't think this year as much because let's be honest no timeouts left a couple seconds left 75 yards down the field probably not likely to score the last play is just not their best play consistently yeah this consistently they've shown that if that is what they need to win they're not going to win. Mm. Right. But that's the division around, man. I mean, 
it wasn't like exciting, crazy thrilling football. It was just a good weekend to watch football. Like, like these games are not terrible. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I can't ask for a better matchup for the conference game that's on Sunday. The Eagles, right. 49ers. I think those are the two best teams for sure coming out of the NFC. And the Chiefs and Bengals, I think, are the best teams coming out of AFC. The Bengals proved they're the second best team, or maybe even the best team. They proved that they were a top two team in AFC when they knocked off the Super Bowl favorites in well, good fashion, I would say. They gave it to them. No, they beat the fuck out the Bills. And just Joe Ingles, Joe Burrow's poise and moxie just showing like, yo, kid doesn't give a fuck where he goes. And like, if he does this again, if he can go and be start off four and zero against Patrick Mahomes, sweep Patrick Mahomes twice in it, twice in the motherfucking AFC Championship, twice in motherfucking Arrowhead season too. Bro, we don't. I don't care what Pat Mahomes do. Every time you bring him up, I'm gonna be like, they just chill, just chill. Joe Burrow around the corner. And Chiefs were uh, the Bills were seven and one at home. The Chiefs were seven and one at home, and uh, the Bengals that shit don't matter. To, they they this will be back to back years with their road warriors. Like they're on the road for every game, and but they play the Super Bowl on the road. Yeah, and like I said, like that that you don't think Zach Taylor's in them fucking uh, rooms saying they, they stole that number one seed from y'all. That's this should be in y'all's fucking house. This is here we go knock that door down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a fucking. He he says it's mental. <laughs> oh man, yeah. And I seen an interview with him talking about something about something can't be in Las Vegas. Like I think the Super Bowl or Pro Bowl or something, just because he'll be fucked. Uh, he'll be stuck on the craps table for like eighteen hours. And I was like, oh, he a gambler too. I fuck with him. I fuck with him a little bit more. Eighteen hours. That way dangerous. But anything else you got to say before we head out? Two years in a row, my fucking Super Bowl pick is knocked out in the division around. Can't even make oh, it to the yeah. championship. I'm just a, just a divisional last nigga. Who was my Super Bowl pick? I really can't remember. I, I have to go. We have to rewatch that uh, preseason takes. So I can't remember who my Super Bowl pick was. Oh, man. And Joe, we always crazy. Joe Pearl was my pick for MVP. But he didn't start playing like that till like now. Back to back years too, because he didn't really take off to the second half of the season when he, the first time he beat the Ravens and then he beat the Chiefs, put up amazing numbers and then beat the Ravens again. It was like a he fucking fuck out the Ravens, dropped like six hundred on the nigga damn near. But that's the divisional round, man. If you didn't know, I don't mind telling you, 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 and you that my name is Kev Waterboy, boy, boy, man. That's Paul Pickham with him, country man, the drunk gambler, man. And we talking we talking football all motherfucking season, man. Come over here. We only got fucking what, three more games left? And then whatever they yep. call, whatever that thing that they call a Pro Bowl is, I don't know what that is. That flag, I, don't the football. I don't know, like I heard they I heard they might be wearing skirts. But um, that's just me. But this has been the Totally Blitz Podcast, man. And if you didn't know, now you know. That you's a bitch. Suck it, let him in. Passing out the medicines. We've been on that rock star regimen. Knowing that I'm heaven sent. Higher than I ever been.